0: This is Just Football.
1: Hello and welcome to Just Football. You have got Dan uh, S this week with an unplanned episode um, with Dan P along alongside me. Hello.
0: Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're listening to this. <laughs>
1: Well well covered. Um, yeah. So the, the reason why um, this episode is a bit unplanned is because Dave was due to be our host this week um, but he is unfortunately unwell. So best wishes to Dave if you're listening this to this um, and hope you're better soon but hopefully back for next week. Um, so I've had about four hours notice that Dave wasn't <laughs> going to be here and that four hours has been filled with actually having to do my job, so I haven't actually <laughs> plan, planned much of this, week, this week's episode. But we're going to do a bit of an off the cuff episode. Um, Dan has w- has willingly backed me up by saying he hasn't watched much football lately, so I'm by myself. Was was kind of a word that didn't I didn't, he I didn't back
0: you up. What I actually said is I've done a you this week and and <laughs> I'm going to give the excuses straight away. now I was away this weekend, so I didn't didn't manage to to catch too much.
1: So if you're listening, um, stay tuned. It's going to be a very professional
0: uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> As always.
1: But but here we go. Right. So um, we have got a loose agenda to go through. Um, so there has been quite a lot happening in the football world um, this week. So to start with, um, I thought we'd just cast our mind back and just kind of cover the reaction um, from the Tottenham Liverpool game um, last week where there was obviously quite a terrible um, VAR decision um, where VR got a, an offside goal wrong and should have allowed Liverpool the goal but um, was, was disallowed um, and we talked about it briefly last week but there's been a few events which have obviously happened since so I thought we'd just discuss that quickly but um, the two, I guess, major talking points really are the fact that the VAR audio has been released because I don't think that had been released by by when we discussed it last week. No, um, fine. And then just just the reaction for that. So I thought I'd start with you to see what your views were and, and what's kind of happened with the reaction.
0: It's 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 been a really weird one, hasn't it? Um, it's I, I can't remember if I said on the episode last week or if it was in the WhatsApp chat between between us but it just feels like this has been the tipping point one we you know we see them week in week out and it just feels like this was the 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 incident that has tipped everything and everyone over the edge um you know it, like you said it was it was terrible and i i think pretty much every every spurs account and fan i've seen has, has agreed that um I think it was fascinating getting the audio out. I, th- I think on the day you said that there was a rumor that it was potentially um, it was potentially denied because the game had restarted. Um, but listening to the audio was was quite fascinating, wasn't it? In in both the hearing the process, but also then hearing the panic when the realization set in. Because I think whatever we can say. And whatever people say about the officials and VAR, everyone got the impression that they're sitting there laughing, sort of planning this. But when that realisation drops, you can hear the panic, can't you?
1: Yeah, and you can hear the expeditives being like, Like, oh, and then there was a bleep, wasn't there? When when yeah. the penny dropped, what, what had happened? Um, and the interesting thing is about the protocol, isn't it? Because by the time... I think it was either the assistant... No, it wasn't the assistant VAR. It was a video guy, wasn't it? It kind of mm. said, that decision's wrong. Like, you guys have got this wrong type message. And then the VAR goes, well, the games we started now, there's nothing we can do. Um, and none of that conversation was relayed back to the referee, which I feel like it should have been. It. I think it. You know, the referee probably had... had an, Not an opportunity. Probably had the right to say, okay, well, the games we started, there's nothing we can do now unless we're going to have to leave it. Or whether he you know maybe common sense or whatever prevails and say actually now we need to stop it um, but i think i don't
0: think he could because the thing that you mentioned in the whatsapp chat and i've watched today the the paul merson thing from the weekend
1: yeah
0: if he'd have done that then you probably i mean in a in a world where there's a lot of it's a goldfish bowl now especially with um with like twitter Maybe he wouldn't have been sanctioned, but he just, I don't think he would have. I think if the message had got to him, I don't know how that would have affected the refereeing for the rest of the game. Yeah, true. Actually, I, I think things definitely have to change. I think things definitely have to change, right? That that rule where the game's restarted feels, feels a bit bizarre, but I get it. Because what if Spurs had scored a goal? What if they'd been sending off? Um, but what,
1: what? The, the one thing I don't get about that is obviously, yeah, I think you're right. I think they should probably announce, actually, we're going to stop that protocol, we're going to change. Um, mm. I know it's a very edge case wall, um to kind of fix this one problem, but I feel like they, they should change it. But what I don't understand, and I was thinking about this the weekend when I was watching the Luton game, the Tottenham Luton game, um, whereby uh, there was a VAR review um, in a in Tottenham's penalty area because there was deemed it might have been a handball and there might have been a foul. So they were doing a penalty review. But then the ball broke away and Tottenham started attacking. So the ball never went out of play while that VAR review is, is being done. So common sense says to me, what is the difference between pulling it back in that scenario when Tottenham are on the attack compared to actually there's a kickoff in the middle, there's a, there's a free kick yeah. to take in the middle. To me, it's ex- exactly pulling the game back from open play, which is exactly what that protocol prevents you from doing when it's a free kick in the middle. It, to me, it doesn't make I, sense.
0: I think sometimes we as fans have to be careful what we wish for as well. Now, I, I've been saying for weeks, a big part of me actually wishes we'd go back to where we were 10 years ago. I, I'd keep the goal line technology... But I'd almost now get rid of our because we've been crying out for the last two years. Decisions have got to be made quicker. Decisions have got to be made quicker. It's taking the fun out of the game. It's taking the passion out of the game. It, by making decisions quicker, are we opening up the um, you know Pandora's box to make even more mistakes? Because they're trying to, you know, if, on the one hand, they can't win because if they take time to get it right, and they don't, the argument is they don't often get it right even when they take the time. If if we were to say, right, every decision, the game's going to stop for at least two minutes to make sure the relevant checks can be done. You're, you're adding another 20 minutes onto the game. Yeah. Or are we going to say, let's get it quick? Because I, like I said, I watched that Paul Merson thing, right? And yeah, I, I don't have an issue with what he was saying, but, you know, he of all people, came from a generation where we didn't have any of this technology. Mistakes were being made week in, week out, but it wasn't as as angry as this. So it feels like the introduction of technology has made things worse.
1: Yeah, you're right. And that coupled with social media just makes people even yeah. more, more angry. And I think we kind of talked about it during the week, and there was this whole reaction about wanting to replay the game. And I think you like you read a few... Things that the minority of people have said on on social media, and it gets you all annoyed and riled up uh, more mm. so than it should. Um, and then I think that kind of then bleeds through into anything yeah. else.
0: Well, well, uh, yesterday's—I know you probably come into it, but there was a, there was a decision yesterday, and you look on Twitter today, or even straight after, and a few accounts. And some of these are big accounts. The ref's got to be, the refs got to go. The ref's got to be sacked. You know. Yeah. Now they've made. In your mind, because let's, let's remember, not every fan is totally unbiased. Does making a mistake now equate to, to a sacking now? And if you've got loads of accounts, everyone is just seeing, we've got to sack these officials, we've got to sack them, we've got to sack them. And now there's obviously, there's a whole conspiracy about some of them being paid to go to places that are owned by certain clubs. And and as a fan now, I think everyone, it's so easy now. if you're If you're immersing yourself in just social media to believe that everything is is, is absolutely terrible and, and there's yeah. so much corruption rampant, it's, it's a tough tough situation now
1: yeah and we discussed it on our um, on our session a little while ago about refereeing didn't we when we did that bonus episode um, yeah, was, yeah. was was it Nathan Nathan
0: yeah Nathan yeah. yeah
1: so Nathan was talking through his experience of being a referee at grassroots level and said it's absolutely horrible the amount of abuse he, he got and puts him off refereeing I think that's also another big problem. And then touched upon the Mike Dean and Paul Merson uh, clip that's emerged over the weekend. And I say this with a pinch, take this a pinch of salt, because I think Mike Dean deliberately said something to wind him up. Um, mm. But the way that Paul Merson reacted—that's just bullying. We're just bullying referees. Um, so why why would people want to go into into this profession? Which
0: means the yeah. quality is gonna suffer. Yeah, it's um I think and we've all done it. We've all done it. I think we it's so easy to fall into a, a routine of really shouting at referees, really having a go at referees, really blaming them for everything. Every time, you know, in most games when you lose it, it's oh, it's a referee's fault, they're playing yeah. with twelve men. So every every fan base has got, you know, something to, to kind of be introspectful on. Um but I yeah, I just Part of me wishes, like I said, if we just get rid of it and then yeah. decisions, incorrect decisions are understood as part of the game because every team has them. Every team has them. And, and I'm not saying that's right. So before everyone who's shouting at me, I'm not saying that makes it right. But, you know, what makes it more so that one one incident gets overanalyzed? And, and, you know, yeah. how many incidents do we not see? How many things go on in the championship? League one, league two, non-league? They yeah. don't get this. It's, it's, you know, it's just. It just feels like it's gone. It, it, it feels like the pressure, the, the lid's been taken off the pressure cooker, and everything's exploding now. It's
1: yeah, and the the thing is as well as I feel like the PGMOL and other refereeing organisations could almost come out because I, I don't agree with the bullying of referees, mm. but I also think the standard of refereeing and VAR is subpar um, at the moment. I and you, you see that clash and that conflict between the kind of the two groups, and I kind of wish the PGMO would come out with an acknowledgement and say, actually, we know this is substandard at the moment, and this is what we're working on to try and make it better. Just that acknowledgement, rather than um, well, I you think, know, own the problem.
0: I think there needs to be definitely more clarity, which is something we've said, but I think there is because the whole. Um, oh, who's the guy that's come in now for PGMO? Who is it? Is it Howard Webb? Yeah. So yeah everyone's having a go at these apologies that are coming out now because again you shouldn't have to but this wasn't happening last year or the year before so the fact they're now admitting to mistakes surely has got to be seen as a good thing not that they're happening but that they're admitting Yeah, there are failings here yeah um and oh yeah there was something else i was going to say and i've completely forgotten it it'll probably come to me right at the end of the episode um
1: i think i kind of see it a little bit Differently, and i think maybe you do as well because we come from a world and a working world where we're having to talk to external parties and provide reasons why things haven't gone so well yeah. so sometimes about pgmo apology i see it and i'm like it's just an apology where's the whole this is not going to happen again because of this or this is what we're doing and i think that's the bit that's missing yeah that kind yeah. of de- demonstrating that you've got control of a bad situation it's that part and i think. Yeah. In this world where social media reacts within seconds, I think it's you need that part straight away.
0: Yeah. I, I've just remembered, you just reminded me what it is. Yeah. So the, the other thing that Paul Merson clip has given me, is, and I don't know the, the full ins and outs, but it does show though that football is becoming more complicated, even with referees, because you've got, you know, that when the explanation was given, you've got well, you've got IFAB, you've got the FA, you've got the Premier League. And there are rules all between all of them. So it's like it's not as simple as just saying we need to that why can't that law be broken? Because then you, it, it seems like you're contradicting potentially you're contravening five different organizations' rules. And it's
1: yeah.
0: we've got to a state where football is it is a business. It is a business. And that's why clubs get angry. They don't after you know, I'm not saying they don't get angry for fans, but it's ultimately it's the bottom line, is what they're they're overly concerned yeah. about. And Maybe certain parts of the game or certain organisations aren't keeping up with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, but it's, it's also interesting as well when you look at the respect that referees are given in other sports. Um, so obviously, yeah. r- the Rugby World Cup's going on at the moment. And I don't know if you saw it, but I think it was England. I, I don't follow rugby, so apologies if I've got this wrong. But England had a kick, um, conversion, uh, where they're going over posts and he. He did too much time, so I think as he kicked it, the referee blew up to say, "Actually, you've taken too much time for that kick." Now in football, he would have that referee would have players all round him, like attacking yeah. him, saying, "Oh, it's only a second out. Don't be so stupid. This is not the rule." But in rugby, they just all accept it and go, oh, "All right, then. let's let's kind of move on and and go on with the next thing." And it's just accepted that that's the rule and the referees yeah. applying the rules.
0: But again, but that, I think that even stems from the fans, though. The fan bases are totally different. And I don't know, I'm not, a, I'm not a rugby fan, so I don't know about rugby Twitter. But we've said a lot of the fan bases, a lot of Twitter, it's just so toxic. It's so, you know, even, even now, for example, OK, I'm going to do it from a, a Tottenham perspective. Um, but, you know, yesterday, after results, there are people having to go at, Tottenham. Now Tottenham fans are just there. Their their game was on early on Saturday. Their game was done and dusted. And I haven't seen anything sort of saying about um, them winning the league, but football fans just can't help trying to wind up or or attack other fans. And, you know, again, before anyone says, I'm sure Tottenham fans do have done it in the past. But my, my point is, when sometimes when there are periods of time where a team isn't even playing, Opposing teams' fans will want to have a go at them, and it's just they can't get it out their system that it is quite a toxic <laughs> environment at times. Yeah,
1: yeah, agreed. Anyway, um, so that was the reaction from the Tottenham Liverpool game last week. The only other thing that came out is Klopp coming out and kind of implying that there should be a replay. He did. I think his words were taken out of context a little bit. He kind of said there should be a replay or this should happen. But I think everyone jumped on the the first part. Uh, oh, he's
0: he's putting play. the pressure on. He knows it's not going to be a replay, but there's. He just I'm can't. guessing there's some he, mind games, isn't there?
1: It, it sets such a, a precedent for every single bad refereeing decision that happens in the future, and it just the game would become a mockery. Um, yeah, yeah, it would be yeah, it'd be farcical. Um, and again, he's talking like he's never favoured from a good decision. And I think you sent me a video of the Wolves game last year where virtually the same thing happened and Wolves got yep. knocked out of the cup um, yep. because of it. So how, you know, let's stop talking like Liverpool, this is the first time something's happened. And I think that is a, is another thing that gets to me is the way these managers talk and they say this is an unprecedented situation. You're like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not. But yeah. the, the circumstance may be, yes, is fairly unique but bad refereeing decisions affecting games happens all the time it's it's, unfortunately it's part of a game
0: yeah and I I think the last line from me I think people rightly or wrongly but mostly I think rightly wrongly um expected once far come in that there would be no mistakes I think that's the problem now we've got far we shouldn't be getting mistakes but we are and I think that's the problem so that's what you've got to address not you personally but um
1: I'll, I'll, I'll be on it uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I agree people expected perfection and now that we haven't got well we're far from perfection yeah. I think that needs to, we need to be somewhere in the middle um, the, the standard definitely needs to, to rise yeah um, cool so that is was the fallout for the Tottenham Liverpool game last week and I'm sure there will be further fallout from that game um, other things that happened so uh, Luton uh, lost to Burnley midweek um, in their catch-up game because their, their stadium wasn't quite ready, uh, which I felt was a bit of a shame. They'd obviously just picked up a win against Everton. Yeah. They'd kind of got three points ahead of you know that, that cluster of clubs at the bottom. And it was just a shame they couldn't like nick it against Burnley, who obviously a fellow promotion team. Um win for Burnley,
0: though. Huge for Burnley,
1: yeah. Um, oh. So it was unfortunate. Then we had European games during the week. Um, so United lost to Galatasaray at home, which I, I believe is Galatasaray's first win on English soil. I'm sure I, I read that somewhere. Yeah,
0: I, re- I think I read that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so that's United have lost now two games back to back. So have a bit of an uphill struggle uh, to qualify. Um, Arsenal lost to Lens, but I think that doesn't really put them in too much danger. I think they'll still get through. Uh, I, th- I think Man City went up, won. I haven't got that game there, but I'm assuming Man City won as well um a Newcastle beat PSG so what what a That's game the that result, was isn't
0: it that that was the result yeah yeah I um uh, well I was actually in the car I was um I I, I was out that evening and I was listening to, to the build-up on the way to this to to on the way out and um on the way back the game had already started so I heard it was something like 3 nil or 3-1, whatever. And I just initially, you know, incorrectly thought, oh, is it going to be PSG? When I heard it was like Newcastle, sort of stunning. I mean, I thought they might have been able to get a win at home, you know, with the crowd and their, their first back. But for what? I mean, what a result. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's um, incredible. I remember when the, the draw, the Champions League draw was made, because obviously Newcastle have re-entered the Champions League after a long, long period away from it. And I've got family that support Newcastle and they were kind of all like downhearted that Newcastle put in that groove of death. And I'm like, that's what you want. Like you want your club to be playing against those, those top teams. Like that's, unless you're in it to win it, I feel like, you know, you want the Real Madrid, you want the Barcelona's, you want the PSGs coming to your home ground because it's, and now Newcastle fans have a match that they're going to remember for a long time
0: yeah yeah i fall, I mean that's that's so impressive
1: yeah yeah very good i really enjoyed uh or thought it's funny kieran trippier on on instagram the following day shared a picture of him <laughs> Fingalde, his son in an mbappe shirt i just kind of frowned upon him i thought that was quite funny
0: well because didn't on the day didn't he say his son wanted to walk out with mbappe not him. Oh, he said he? he was walking out, something like that. Yeah. So it was it was a running theme. I thought yeah. that was brilliant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed that. So, so well done, Newcastle. Great result. Um, also in the Europa, oh, which one is it? Europa League. I think Europa League. Um, West Ham won, uh, and they have gone seventeen games unbeaten in Europe, which is an English European record.
0: Yeah, that's 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 pretty cool as well, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is uh, seventeen games is a long time when you think about yeah. it, isn't
0: it? Yeah, especially when we think of the teams that have been in Europe for for England. Yeah, and again, no, I'm not trying to no disrespect, but you, yeah, you'd you think like, would an Arsenal have done it, or would a Man United have done it? But n- nobody would think is West Ham would a, would have that record.
1: Yeah, yeah, agree. The only the only caveat, and I'm not trying to take it away from them, it is it was Europa conference they were in last year, so they were playing a lot of teams that you you know, the, the likes of Man City and Man United don't play because they don't play in those competitions. Yeah. But still very impressive. So well done to West Ham. Um, and then we kind of come on to the weekend um, and we look, so if we look at the premiership results, um, so Saturday, midday, uh, Luton Town hosted Tottenham Hotspur. So that was happening 20 minutes from my house. <laughs> Um, and Tottenham, I don't know if you watched this game, so I'll give a bit of a summary of of what I felt like. So, Tottenham could have scored three or four goals in the first 15 minutes. They should have been out of sight. They should have been out, out of mind. They had that game won. I saw the um, Richarlison
0: miss pretty much on the goal line, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and yeah, we, we absolutely destroyed them in those first few minutes but obviously couldn't find the net which is obviously what's important and then Basuma um got him sent off got himself sent off for two stupid bookings and the second booking we'll talk about this quickly the second booking was for simulation so he he, yeah. he bundled into the box and he he went down without being touched um clear like no 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 um disagreement with that it definitely was simulation, and he got rightfully booked. My only problem with it is the consistency. Is if every player gets booked for that, then I'm all happy. I'm happy that Basuma got booked and he got sent off. I think that was the right decision. But I'm sure it's not consistently applied across. It, it isn't.
0: It isn't. Yeah. And 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 just on that quickly, we go back to this this the opening conversation. But yeah. Rightly so. Really good to see him booked. And again, I don't think I've seen anyone, uh, any sort of accounts sort of trying to say it shouldn't have been a booking. But um, it's like in my view, the amount of times where you see players go down in the box, rolling over, and then like crying out to the referee for a penalty, if the referee is not giving that, then I think you should be booking that player. Do you, do you know the examples I'm talking about where a player goes down and makes a meal of it and then sort of complains why they haven't got a penalty or put their arms up I'm not saying if a player gets up and walks off but just yeah if if a player is motioning that they need they, they should have had a penalty and you as a referee have not given it then I think that should be a booking yeah yeah you agreed it's the only way uh, you'd get it out of the game I think yeah and it, it does happen too
1: much um I don't like it uh, mm. as a thing, but you can kind of see what why it happens because it's quite easy to be touched and, and go down. But but again, you don't get this sort of stuff in rugby. You don't see rugby players going down um, in, in that way. So so yeah, the so consumer got. <laughs> yeah, but, so
0: but you also see like rugby players with like half their ear hanging off and stuff like that, and just getting up and carrying on yeah. with the game. That's a different. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, it's very true. Um, so. Yeah, I presume we got sent off, so we went down to 10 men and we played the whole of the second half for 10 men. Um, now, I think at this point, I, I haven't seen many um, Spurs fans' opinions on this, but I felt like Luton with a better side in the second half. They they had some, they had one chance. I just can't understand how they missed. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it, it got crossed the, across, the, across the goal, so it went past the keeper, and the guy on the back post just had to put it in the net. Like... And, but then when you watch it the ball kind of disappears and you're like where the hell has that gone and as he slid in to touch it he's almost controlled it in between his legs and stopped it dead and the ball slid out <laughs> slid out past the goal line with him um, so yeah pretty yeah int- they should have scored um, but yeah Luch- uh, sorry Tottenham eventually got the one uh, got the win which I think over 90 minutes was deserved but probably in the second half it, it probably wasn't um so that was the Luton Tottenham Luton game, Luton Tottenham game. Um for three o'clock kickoffs, we saw Chelsea recover from one-nil down to win four-one. We saw Everton win three-nil, which is a, obviously a good bounce back result after Luton last week. Mm. Um Fulham beat Sheffield United 3 1. And then we saw Manchester United go into injury time with a goal down. Um, and then scored twice in injury time to take the lead
0: 2-1 yeah with the much maligned Harry Maguire assisting didn't he yeah
1: he, yeah yeah, yeah he did because I think he started didn't he Harry Maguire yeah um, so yeah good to see him back in the side but uh, yeah well done to Manchester United for scraping a win for rescuing a win at, at last moment um, and then we saw Palace draw 0-0 um, with Nottingham Forest uh, in the afternoon any other any comments from any of those
0: games, Dan? That you want to bring up? No, it's just um, it'll be interesting now because we're going into another um, international break. Kind of those results are huge for uh, Chelsea and United. So, it'll be interesting to see is the break gonna break any momentum. So, yeah, I think eyes on them.
1: Yeah, I feel like Chelsea may have turned the corner a little bit. I don't think United are quite there yet. I think United yeah. need to pick up a like you know Chelsea controlled a 4-1 win whereas United were lucky to get away with a yeah, 2-1 yeah. win and yeah. I, I think there's yeah. a little bit of difference in momentum there um, the other thing that happened on Saturday was in the WSL um, Manchester City were playing um, and this was a weird decision but Alex Greenwood who is, is one of the Lionesses I think she was either playing a 100-150th game for Man City I know it was a landmark game um, she was on a yellow card, and in the thirty seventh minute, or towards the end of the first half, she had a a free kick from the, the back of the field. So I think it was, must have been an offside or something. So she's she's gone to take a free kick, and she's got booked for time wasting and sent off. Which yes. just yeah. And when you watch it, it doesn't look that bad. It was a bizarre, bizarre decision. Um, but yeah, booked and sent off for for time
0: wasting. Actually this is something um I wonder what, what the refereeing is there a difference in refereeing in the women's game as opposed to to the men's? I assume they've got VAR and, and that so I wonder how it is That's might, question. might be. I, don't, I, don't, to look know, I into, don't know yeah. if I, I don't know if I use VAR. Can you do that for your next hosting session, please? Yeah, sorry, I'll do a bit more um, <laughs> research. Sorry, I
1: feel like I've let you and the listeners down not looking into that more. I do apologize. No, it's
0: just something. No, it's just something that I've thought about. Uh, yeah, because like you said, it's um, it's a bizarre scenario. But yeah, I do wonder what the situation is there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. So that was the second weekend for WSL. Any ideas who's who's top of the league at the moment?
0: Uh, no, I haven't seen it this weekend. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So Leicester and Liverpool are, are top at the moment with two two wins out of what two? Um, with Tottenham hovering around mid-table. After beating Bristol at weekend,
0: so early in the season still, don't, don't you think? And again, sort of with the Tottenham hat on, it feels like the season's gone on for ages. And and seeing us being near the top has been exciting, but it's only yeah. eight games. But it feels like it's been a long season already, with all the, yeah. all of these sort of events that have happened. And God, it just feels like it's it feels like we should be like in the penultimate game already, Come on.
1: Our running's ins really bad, isn't it? Um So if Tottenham did find themselves in a title race, I've got a fear in our last sort of five, six games
0: are horrendous. Um so hold, hold on, didn't you just say there for like I know it's Champions League, but you said those are the games you want, right? That's those it shows oh, the metal yeah. of a team. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's different. It is different. Moving on, moving on, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Um so then we uh get into Sunday's game, we have the big game. Uh, um Actually, there were a few other games, wasn't there? There was um, Brighton Liverpool, um, where Brighton sure. Brighton went one nil up, um, then Liverpool went two one up, and then Brighton equalised fairly late on. So good result for, for Brighton that. Um, and a, well, I say a good result in in that comment you just made about Man United and Chelsea beginning to pick up, having Brighton and Liverpool both drop points. I think is quite quite good for them, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and remember when Brighton had come off a 6-1 drubbing at Villa the week before. So to, to get a point against Liverpool, yeah, yeah. good result.
1: Um, West Ham and Newcastle drew 2-0. Um, and I think Newcastle were in line to, to win that. And uh, but West Ham pulled it back. So again, another example of a team up there dropping points, as mm-hmm. in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And West Ham, I guess, are up there as well. Wolves drew with Aston Villa, one all. Um So again... You know, you think Villa, Newcastle, West Ham, Brighton, Liverpool, all dropping points after after good starts. And then you had Arsenal versus Manchester City um, in the afternoon, which is obviously a big, big game. Um I couldn't decide who, what I wanted the result to be. <laughs> I think I guess that I guess that made me fairly neutral in a in a roundabout yeah. way. Um but yeah, I think I was going for a draw. Um Arsenal eventually came out 1-0 winnings with a deflected goal um, probably about five six minutes from time um, but I think I fell asleep in the first half so I didn't get a lot of the first <laughs> half but the, se- the second half both teams felt like they were playing for a draw like it was so boring and it was there wasn't a lot of attempts. I think Man City have had the, the fewest attempts on goal than they ever have under Pep Guardiola
0: yeah and I I listened on the radio and it felt like I think if it, if any either team was going to shade it I think it would have been Arsenal from the sound of it but but yeah it sounded it did kind of sound like at least City would have been happy to come away from the Emirates with a point
1: yeah yeah definitely um, and I think Arsenal were going to be settling for the point um, and then got a fairly it was a fortunate goal it was quite a big deflection um, but you know as a goal nonetheless and that's Arteta's first win against Manchester City um, as, as Arsenal manager. So I think Man City were the only team that um, Arteta has faced, but not beaten yet. So he's now beaten all 23 teams he's, he's faced. A little bit of trivia for you. Um,
0: I'll remember that for any upcoming quiz.
1: Yeah, and, and for Dave's sake, I'm going to mention something else as well. Um, it, is, it is a miracle that Kovacic was on the field. Um, he should have been sent off twice. Um, and it's, you know, I don't know if you've seen the circumstance of it. The first one, he um, committed quite a bad foul. Similar, to, I think it's similar to what Jones did uh, last week for for Liverpool against Tottenham. So Kovacic has gone in um, almost through a player and he's only got a booking. So that obviously went to VAR review and they said that the on-field decision of a booking was was the correct one. Um, so he got booked and then not that long afterwards he commits another foul um, which is clearly a second booking but at that point VAR can't intervene in that because it's a second yeah. yellow rather than a straight yeah. red um, so yeah I think Man City were lucky to finish the first half with, with 10 men
0: yeah Yeah. but again that, that's what we say it. there's always going to be at least one or two events like this in, in, if you think right, there's twenty teams. There's ten games, right? There's going to be something like this happen as long as it's a human, human controlled decision. There's going to be mistakes, and and I just think now and now, and I think we are going to see far more scrutiny around it now. And and again, I'm not saying that's that it's not right to do so, but I, I just think. I, yeah the next few weeks is just going to be so much intensity on on referees and certain fouls now or or yeah. sorry certain uh free kicks fouls etc yeah yeah
1: yeah i think you mentioned i can't remember if you mentioned this um before but kind of touching upon like the harassment that they get i could see referees going on strike at some point
0: yeah i suggested that maybe they i, I can't see if they're allowed to why they wouldn't for a week yeah, just to that would, their, that
1: would completely re, completely up. but you have to get um, You know, we're like doing kids football, but you have to get like some of the parents to come and referee or, or do the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm surprised. I, I think, I think if the next couple of weeks have continues at the the way the last couple of weeks have, now it's a, it's fortunate that there's an international break. Uh, at some point, the, the the referees who have got nothing to feel apologetic for at what point do you start saying what I don't want to be overly dramatic but at what point do they start fearing that if somebody gets on the pitch or something or you know in are private like you know how many of us make mistakes at work and we're not then suspended for a week or two weeks from a job you get on now the thing is as soon as you suspend one of these officials they are then their name is up in lights it's on a board isn't it that they they've messed up yeah yeah, it, it doesn't happen many places uh, in many other areas.
1: What I think they should do is they should go on strike for one weekend um, and say, right, you guys sort out yourself. And then the Premier League goes, right, I want every single pundit, I want them to put their names in and they can come and referee again. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, are, yeah they... but, uh, sorry, one more thing because I know we, we, we've gone back on this. But even that though, you look at the pundits, right? It's not often you get them all in agreement. So what does that say then? And these are often ex-players and we keep saying, well, people call for ex-players to be put in these positions. Well, ex-players can't agree. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, anyway.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Well, on pundit, I don't know if we haven't got this on the agenda, but pun- punditry is another one that's slightly annoying me at the moment, because it just seems a lot of bias. And yeah. I mean, it's from all, all aspects. You know, obviously when Man City are playing Arsenal, um, you've got Mika Richards, Michael Richards and, and Theo Walcott. I actually think Theo Walcott actually speaks very well and is quite an intelligent guy. Um, but obviously, they both slightly biased to their teams. I would rather get two people that aren't associated to Arsenal or Man City, yeah. you know, talking about those games. You know, get some of the Man United guys in and, and almost...
0: Stop, stop uh, out I, the bias. I don't know why they do have ex-players of the teams involved. I, that's the last thing I want. Even yeah. sort of for my team, I don't want to hear someone going on too much. You, you, yeah, you want it to feel neutral. Now, it will never be neutral-neutral. But, yeah, I'm watching Tottenham v Arsenal. I don't need the pundits to be from Tottenham and Arsenal. I agree.
1: Yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah agreed. Um, yeah, so I went off pissed there a little bit. So um I've got one more thing but do you want to mention your um yeah your th-
0: little thing. The the thing I um I picked up at the weekend is so Milan beat I think they were away to Genoa. Um and they won the game and the context of that is it was an important win because it's actually put them top of Serie A. Now the the reason for us singling out that game was Olivier Giroud came on, I think, in the 66th minute. And then I'm just trying to find it. I believe in the 90... Uh, let's have a look here. In the 99th minute, he had to go and goal because the goalie got sent off. And there was still about five, six minutes left to play. And he pulled off at least one game-saving save. He, he put, I think he pulled off a couple. So, he's yeah, he had to go and goal for the last five minutes. And now I think Milan have put him in the goalkeeping section on their website. And I think you can actually buy a goalkeeping jersey with Giroud on the back now after that and celebrate. But it then made me look today, I was thinking about the whole thing of outfield players going in goal. And obviously there's a whole history of it. And at some point I might go a bit further, but I, I was looking at Wikipedia and there's been around 150 odd instances noted with the first one being in 1875, 6th of March, 1875. Um, and the most recent one being this weekend. But if you look back in, in history, you've you've got um, Serge Aureo has gone in goal. Edu has gone in goal. Uh, let's have a look. Who else have we got? Carl Walker has been in goal. Harry Kane, Danny Alves. Um, I think I've seen Pele. <laughs> so there are some really big outfield players have gone in goal. Edmundo, Phil Jagielka, John Terry, uh, Bobby Moore. And so I always find it fascinating when an outfield player, oh, and Vinnie James famously went in goal, but there was a few instances I just wanted, if I can find them now, there's been actually more than a handful of instances where two outfield players have had to go in goal. So um, there was a game here, the 11th of May, 2003. uh, There was a Guy called Graham McLaren, so it's for East Stirlingshire. He was the third player for his team to go and goal on the last day of the season. After the starting keeper was injured after seven minutes, and then the backup goalkeeper was sent off. He was then shown a the red card in the 65th minute for a foul, which resulted to a penalty. So then Kevin McCann took over. So it was um that that seemed to be a comedy of errors there. And then what was this one in nineteen eighty six? It was a funny one in France. Um, oh, it's not this one. This was 21st of April 1986. So this was for Newcastle United, where Peter Beardsley ended up in goal. So with regular number one Martin Thomas leaving the pitch injured, both Chris Hedworth and Peter Beardsley played in goal at West Ham United. Hedworth conceded one before he himself had to leave the pitch injured. With Beardsley then putting on the gloves, um, Thomas Hedworth and Beardsley conceded one goal each. Twelve in Martin, though West Ham scored another five to make the final score eight one. Um, But there is just one more I want to do. This one I found fascinating. 7th of May, 1982 uh, in France for Bordeaux. Club president Claude Bez decided to protest against the French Football Federation for issuing a one-year ban on regular goalkeeper um, Dragon Pantelic for kicking a linesman. So he put Alain Jaurès in goal for the final league game of the season against Nantes. As part of the protest, though, Jures was not actually named as a goalkeeper, so he was not permitted to use his hands. He conceded five goals in the opening 60 minutes before being replaced by Marius Trezor. So they put, they put an outfield player in goal, but because he wasn't actually not named as a goalie, he wasn't allowed to use his hands the entire time he was in goal. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's made me want to now delve into this a little deeper to find some other sort of quirky things. But, yeah, I... And I've I've not kind of thought of that before because yeah if you, yeah you, I guess you've got to be named as a keeper um, and it's a weird protest basically penalising your own team even more um, but yeah. I guess what can you do
1: maybe we should bring in like what we used to you know do at school where you just say I'll rush goalie and then you just, <laughs> yeah. just whoever's closest to the goal at the time it just happens to be in goal yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but did, did they. But I remember the night that Harry Kane won in goal and you mentioned Harry Kane there. But he'd actually scored a hat trick already that night. So he actually oh, man, scored yeah. a hat trick and then was goal finished up as goalkeeper, so he did a bit of everything that night.
0: Yeah, Rio Ferdinand, sorry, I've just seen. So there have there have been some really big names. Um have had to have a stint in goal. Yeah.
1: It's it's funny watching them though, isn't it? Because like
0: looks so they just awkward. look a little
1: bit yeah, <laughs> awkward's a word, isn't it? It just looks a little bit awkward. And it's uh <laughs> just shows that we're just used to a high level of goalkeeping. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so the other thing I was going to mention before we moved on to a quiz stroke challenge is that (laughs) David Beckham has released a documentary on Netflix. Um, You haven't seen this, have you?
0: Not yet, not yet.
1: Um, I watched it and I would recommend it to to people watching, especially from our era who kind of remember um, that time. And it is quite interesting and you forget a lot of things and you know obviously one of the things and one of the things I'm just going to talk about now is it highlights what happened after the 98 world cup where he got sent off yeah uh, for that red card and and they, they have Diego Simeone on it doing an interview which is quite interesting yeah um but you think back to that time and this is before social media so before social media trolling was even a thing the amount of abuse that he got from the English public for for, for doing that free kick um, free kick for um, from kicking for getting sent off it's just unreal and even a little bit inhumane. Like it
0: was all, it was led by certain elements of the press then, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, he had eff- effigies like yes, yeah, being hung with his name on the back. You know, yeah. when it, when is that okay? And it's just uh, yeah, it's, it's a bizarre bizarre time um, but he yeah so he speaks a lot about it and kind of what he, he went through at the time uh, but yeah very interesting recommend it to everyone um, to watch. Um, the other bit of news that I've saw just a quick one is England are playing Australia um, this week and do you know what it's going to be a first for? No. Um, it is going to be the first Male international to be refereed by a female.
0: Oh, really? Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: so that is, that is happening this week as we go into international um, weekend. Um, obviously, the England team was announced again, um, and had McGuire included, had Phillips included, had Henderson included, had uh, Jared Bowen included this time, which I think is is good. Um, but you know, still omissions for people like Ward Prowse and. Even Dan Burn at Newcastle, who's who's obviously playing quite mm. well and can't get into the team.
0: I think there's just a couple of other new things not to go into now, but I think it's going to be look to see what the next week or so brings. So Paul Pogba is an interesting. Right, have you seen about him? So he's failed. Um, well, he's facing a four-year ban at the moment um, after uh, as positive doping tests confirmed with Juventus. So I think his B sample also showed the or or failed the drugs test so at the moment um they're saying traces of testosterone were found in in his system so there's something going on there and it it'll be a shame because Pogba has been quite um he's had an up and down career as well hasn't he but there's no doubt there's a player there um
1: but there is I feel like just celebrity took over him I felt like yeah. he wanted to be a celebrity and love more than a foot- he wanted to be more than a football player, didn't he?
0: Yeah, but I think at the moment, as of today, I think they're saying he's literally having everything in his house tested, like all the creams, et cetera, because I think he's, he's saying he didn't take anything. So I guess we'll watch his space there. Um, and the other interesting one was, w- whether it's true or not, there's always conjecture, but apparently um, Rome were getting ready to sack... Mourinho if he lost the game yesterday but he ended up winning 4-1 so it's it's um it's always like Mourinho to be able to to prove people wrong isn't it um,
1: the other interesting manager story I read this week is that Wayne Rooney has left his role at DC uh, United which I didn't actually realize he was managing out there if I'm honest until I, I saw that news and they missed out on the playoffs but there is rumors that he's going to go and manage at Birmingham next
0: um, oh yes yeah yeah I saw that
1: because he did quite well at Derby didn't he he did they had that point deduction but they made a real fight for it before they got relegated and I think you know he was a lot of people were calling for him to be manager of the season even though they got relegated so yeah he did do well there
0: yeah and and again in in, in a sign of me not really understanding the MLS that much I'm sure I saw a tweet or something saying that um, that they, I think it was that it, into Miami like aren't making a playoff so that the next game isn't for ages or something now because of it it feels like it's only just started but yeah I'll I'll I'll, I'll do my homework for that next week um,
1: yeah that's that's another letdown yeah if you could do some research on
0: that At least we've week. saved it to the end it's not like hopefully we still yeah. got people here um <laughs> right so did you have anything else or do you want me to throw a quiz your way
1: let's throw a quiz um my way let's do it
0: right so I didn't obviously I only had like half hour preparation for this i haven't got my own one i found a couple online i'm actually going to give you a choice to be fair to you i'm going to give you a choice of two quizzes but i'll tell you what they are so you know um quiz one can you name the 17 managers to have taken charge of 300 or more premier league games okay can you name tottenham's top 26 goal scorers in premier league history so, so you oh. so the 17 managers to have taken charge of over 300 games, or 300 games or more in the Premier League, or the top 26 goal scorers in Tottenham's Premier League history.
1: Um, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go. Let's go for the Tottenham one. Now, how, out of 26, how many do I have to name to pass? What's the pass
0: rate? Well, let's have a look for 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 time and ease. So you've got 26. So I'll give you initially. 15 goes at this and we'll see how many uh, basically let's just see how many you get because I know this is all off the cuff and I'll decide at the end whether you've passed or not so So (laughs) you're you're
1: setting a quiz or challenge and you're going to make up whether I've passed at the end based on how you feel
0: I'll I'll decide at the end how I feel so right so you want to do the Tottenham one yeah this so, feels like an up, uphill challenge right well tell you what let's give because i'm also thinking let's let's give you five minutes to do this but if, if
1: oh my <laughs> <word>. five <laughs> minutes to get a positive gut feel right let's let's do it then um so how many did you say That's 26
0: 26 yeah and there's a real big difference between uh the bottom one and the top one but remember premier league history so
1: yeah. can you tell me how many goals the bottom one scored
0: there are one, two, three, four, five all on the same, and they're, they're 13.
1: 13, right. Uh, so, um, Harry Kane?
0: Uh, yep. Uh, Sonny? Uh, yep. So you've got the top two. Kane has 213, and at the time of this, Son has got 108. Um, Peter Crouch? Uh, I'm sure I saw him earlier. Give me a second. No, do you know what? I'm not seeing Crouch on here. Then you're looking at the wrong list, aren't you? No, I'm not. Did seeing you say crouch.
1: it's thirteen? Maybe he didn't score that many. Maybe he didn't get to thirteen.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm not seeing Crouch. Okay, so let's let's take that one off then. Um, Defoe... We'll edit that one out. We'll edit that one out. <laughs> Yeah, Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, he is 5th on ninety-one.
1: Um, Robbie Keane.
0: Uh, Robbie Keane. Yep, yeah, is fourth on ninety-one.
1: Uh, Dimitar
0: Berbatov. Berbatov. I'm sure I saw him. Yeah, he's got twenty-seven. Um, Jermaine Jenis. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Jermaine Jenis. Yep, yeah, twenty-one. So far, so good. Um, Pavluchenko. Oh, that's a that's a random one, but I'm sure. I thought, like, yeah, he's got 21. Yeah. Uh,
1: Teddy Sheringham.
0: He's got to be there, right? So Teddy Sheringham, yeah, he's third on 97.
1: Gareth Bale, I can't believe I forgot that one.
0: Gareth Bale, 54. Um.
1: F- f- oh missing any other
0: strikers you've got it's, nine it's... if you can get half if you can get half i'll make you pass
1: make you pass thank you i appreciate <laughs> that um is sir guy Redbuff on there
0: uh i haven't seen no
1: okay so not red darren anderton
0: darren anderton 35
1: okay um Oh, when you get down to it, it gets a bit more. <laughs> the thing is, there difficult. are some really
0: big ones that you'll kick yourself, but that's always the way.
1: It's probably the more recent ones, isn't it? But I'm, um, I'm not thinking about who's who scored a lot in the uh, Van der Vaart.
0: Uh, Raphael Van der Vaart, twenty-four.
1: Yeah, um, Aaron Lennon.
0: Just checking. Aaron Lennon, 26. Uh, so 1, 2, 3,
1: 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. She's so saying I need one more to get it. Two
0: more, actually. You should get more than two, half. Right. Two, two
1: more. Two so. more. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. I feel like there's some strikers that I'm missing. You're
0: going to kick yourself.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> thanks. Um, if it helps, some are recent, some are old. If it helps. <laughs>
1: Thanks.
0: Who played up Klinsman?
1: I said Klinsman have I?
0: Klinsman, um I'm sure he's there I can't Yep, twenty nine. So he,
1: he helped help that he scored five in one game. Yeah. Um,
0: who Oh Canute. Oh, random one. Um I don't see him, no. No Canute. Um
1: Pavlochenko was up front with someone else, didn't he? he played a lot of games of- Les Ferdinand.
0: There's Ferdinand has to be up here. Yeah, he's got 33. So, right, you've passed. But Hang can on, Let you... me just add,
1: there was a, there was another one up front. Who was up Was it Ferdinand and Pavlochenko up front together? I feel like there was some there was someone else in that area. Era. Mm. And then there's midfielders which would have played for quite a long you,
0: Can I give you no more than 40 seconds.
1: There's, there's, I reckon, there's an obvious one. You're thinking, what well, I'm going to <laughs> There's it. two or so. three
0: obvious ones. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious for me, but there are a couple of really obvious ones.
1: Cranchi is not up there, is he? No. Modric. Uh,
0: Luka Modric is. I'm sure I saw him. Uh, yep, thirteen. He's not got that many.
1: Um, no, I think I think I'll call it. I think I'm. Who what was what in that era with Modric? And, and actually, Vanduvar, that got you your fourteen.
0: So you've passed. You've passed. Don't
1: you? Modric, Vandeveart, Bale. That was,
0: no, was. I'm, I'm gonna. Scone, yeah, go and call I'm it. Gonna, so I can't remember the ones you have. Or I haven't said. So we'll go through top to bottom. So actually, no. Let's go bottom to top. So you have got Luka Modric, which you said. You have got Simon Davies on thirteen. It's not even one I remember. Well, yeah, Welsh
1: Welsh winner. I liked him. Yeah, Wolf Fox. Yep. Yeah.
0: Thirteen. David janola Thirteen. Oh, Jason... <laughs> I love David oh, t- There's going to be like more
1: there. down
0: there. Oh no! Oh I've, no! I've done you wrong. Canute, I, I was on this. You've got an extra one. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. I've done you. I've done. I did you wrong. Um, Jason Dazelle. I'm thirteen. Oh, I've got that.
1: I remember him I, only because he was in my '94 sticker album. <laughs> like, I don't remember him <laughs> playing. <laughs>
0: Mido on fourteen.
1: Mido, yes, yep.
0: yep. N- NASA Chadley fifteen, yeah. Should have got that. Frederick Canute on fifteen. So that's I, I, yeah. the one I got wrong. Now here we go. This one, Eric Lamella.
1: Yes, I should have got that. Uh,
0: Gustavo Poyet, eighteen. Oh, yeah. Darren yeah. Bent, eighteen. He's, did he score that many? Yeah. Lucas Mora 20. Oh. Nick Barnby, 20. Uh, Jermaine Jennings, 21. Roman Pavlyuchenko, 21. You've said all these. Raphael van der Vaart, 24. Aaron Lennon, 26. Dimitar Berbatov, 27. Klinsman, 29. Thir- Ferdinand, 33. Darren Anderton, 35. Now, this one, this was a, r- a random one, but you didn't guess this one, but Stefan Iverson. He got thirty-five. Oh,
1: that's the one I was trying to think of. He was the one up front, the third man that I couldn't think of who it was. Yep.
0: Uh, Adabayor, thirty-five. Yep. Chris Armstrong, forty-eight. Of course, yep. And it's these next two you're going to kick yourself. Christian Eriksen, fifty-one. Oh, for
1: goodness sake.
0: Delielli, fifty-one. <laughs> oh, <no>! <laughs> <laughs> oh and for those listening at home, Dan is just put his head in his hands yeah Dele I don't
1: I don't even want the pass down because you put me down <laughs> as a fail I feel like I've let myself um, down
0: yeah Gareth Bale 54 Jermaine Defoe 91 Robbie Keane 91 Sheringham 97 Son 108 and Kane 213 no you did well though you did well it's a hard one these ones because you've just got so many players from which to choose yeah. from it just gets overwhelming doesn't it
1: yeah yeah no indeed no thank you it was a very good quiz I enjoyed that one there you go um, cool. Is there anything else you want to add before we depart
0: no I just want to shout out uh seismic cinema who are doing um, who, yeah speak to us on on Twitter so they've got a that they, they, they've got a film uh, podcast but they're doing uh once a month I think they're taking a look at footy-one so we'll see if we can get a friendly set between us um, and yeah just to shout out Joey Fitz from um, two blokes from Blighty and Game Club Pod
1: Cool thanks Dan and uh, feel free to reach us at just at JustFootballPod on X um, and the same um, tag on Instagram as well um, but other than that we will wish you farewell and get well soon Dave and we'll see you next week bye bye Thanks for listening to Just Football. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please share with your friends and family. We're available on all podcasting platforms and you can follow us on X at Just Football Pod. In the meantime, keep
0: your head up and your eyes on the ball.